Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode, what are we on now, Lydia, seven? Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Episode seven of Rules Aren't Real, where we debunk the rules that uh, folks follow um, often unconsciously, sometimes to their own detriment. We just want to break those down and bring some awareness to the different rules that we're following in case the rule doesn't work for you and show you there's some other options out there. And today we are super excited to welcome Dara Avenius, who is the founder and CEO of Fascinate Media, a super fabulous PR company in New York City. And she is here to tell us all about how she has broken the rule, you cannot start at CEO. So, Dara, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you have a pretty unique journey, I believe, from uh, college, into college, out of college, back to college, then you came into the professional (laughs) world, and take us through it. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit of a long story, um, but basically when I was in my uh, teenage years to uh, college, I knew I wanted to be in PR, and life kind of got in the way, uh, mostly in the form of, of my parents saying, oh my god, you can't be in New York City, we're scared what will happen. Keep in mind, this was New York City in the 90s, so that was a little bit different. So I went to school at uh, Bryn Mawr, which is a suburban liberal arts school, and I got myself an internship with Rogers and Cowan, which is one of the top entertainment PR companies, and the school said, no, you can't take it, because it doesn't fit into our requirements of uh, what a program would be, because we're a liberal arts school, not a university. Mm -hmm. So that was my first uh, coming up against my first obstacle and frustration. And, you know, I I let that dream go for a while, but I continued working on a variety of uh, events over the years, including the Tribeca Film Festival and um, the red carpets and and just a variety of things like that. But my experience with that was that a lot of events teams are really uh, a few people in the office and they expand out for large events. So while they thought I was amazing and, you know, pulled me in every year, they just honestly didn't have jobs for me, which I understood. So in the meantime, I took a break from from college to, one, go overseas as well as to work and put myself through college. And when I went back to school, I got myself an internship at 5WPR, which is a known agency. And I worked there for three months, um, but then I ended up uh, getting jobs in showrooms, 
high-end showrooms. And I continued with that until the market crash in 2008. Well, that was, the f that was one of my first uh, jobs. But then um, I worked at another one. And while I was there, a very unique situation happened in that Twitter, which was still new or newish, on Twitter I saw a friend of mine posting at 2 in the morning that she was out in Bushwick looking for a, a missing young woman. And I'd always been concerned with uh, helping people and, and trying to get the word out there for obvious reasons. So I decided to jump into this. And on Friday, I jumped in and got a Twitter campaign going. Got hundreds of tweets per hour over the weekend. Um, it was in Gothamist, pitched it to uh, New York Post, New York Daily News, Boston Globe. All of them ran it, as well as other places. And the story so started spreading so wide that by Monday, CNN came to us and wanted the story. The story had a, an amazing final response in that she was found, and she's alive and thriving. It happened right before CNN was supposed to go live. That was fine, and obviously I was thrilled that she was found alive. I realized that I was, I was wasting my time in, in showrooms. I enjoyed it, but this I loved. So then my, my next move was to get recruited by a, an avant-garde PR events team. Mm -hmm. And um, I was her right-hand woman. And we worked together for about a year, mm -hmm. um, producing events that were incredibly successful. Each event, from conception to completion, would take about six weeks. We would have about 300 people uh, minimum show up to the events, which uh, was unheard of especially because this was before Facebook got wise and uh, you could really utilize it for promoting. So we'd have 900 plus RSVPs. And that was just the yeses, not even the maybes and the noes. While I was working with her, several people uh, wanted to hire us and she said, no, not interested, not my niche. So then they turn around and turn to me and say, well, what about you? We'll hire you if you uh, start your own company. Mm. And I was still in shock and to get to you, the, the rules aren't real. I'd grown up with parents who are amazing, loving, and mean well. My parents really pushed me to, to learn on OPM, and mm -hmm. what OPM is is other people's money. And what that basically meant was to get a job starting as ad, an admin assistant and work my way up, and uh, you know, if you're lucky, you go the next, uh, and you work hard the next step, and the next step, and the next step, until there was a possibility that 10, 15 years down the line, you might be a CEO. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean for everybody that's, that's the pathway, but for some people that definitely is. But the issue that I found for me is, uh, and this was prior to getting into uh, showrooms, was as someone who's ADD and who's proud of it, working as an admin assistant was, was counterintuitive to my talents and abilities mm -hmm. and uh, really was kind of stressful. So while I could do the job, it didn't showcase my... It didn't showcase my talents, and I truthfully usually didn't do as well as I could have. Mm -hmm. um, so once I got working in showrooms, it was definitely much better because I, I experienced the aspect of working with a variety of personalities, with a bit of creativity, with uh, multitasking, and mm -hmm. while I needed to be very much organized, I didn't have to only focus on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and for someone who is more focused on the creative aspects, I found it easier to work with, which was also detrimental to uh, working my way up. Sure, uh, sure. So when did you start your business? 
I actually started my business about five years ago. Okay. Um, I graduated college. I went back and graduated college, and I then started my company after working with the, the woman with the creative uh, PR events company. Mm -hmm. And um, when everyone said to me, we'll hire you if you start your own company. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, it was kind of scary. But I fir my first client was a jazz singer who was married to a New York celebrity. And then I ended up working with his wife. So very quickly, I started working in entertainment PR. With her, I, I did social media as opposed to PR. But I very quickly had uh, entertainment on my resume. It was a definitely a scary thing to start your own company, especially if um, you haven't had a lot of agency experience like I, mm -hmm. um, like I had. Mm -hmm. But I was lucky in that in my internship, I pulled in two mentors, Kevin Mercury of Profeta Communications and Jules Feiler of the pitching staff, who'd both been at 5W previously. And they have been so, so, so helpful to me. I absolutely re recommend whoever starts your own company to have a mentor or two or three mm -hmm. that you can turn to. For me, Kevin is 20 years older and he works in tech PR. So we work in complementary but different areas and he's obviously well established. So he's able to answer my questions and, and really support me and I would not be where I'm at if it wasn't for his advice and guidance, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's awesome because last week when we, when Colleen and I were talking about this topic to prepare for your interview today, we talked about how important it is to really be willing to recognize where you don't know how to do something and to ask for support, mm -hmm. especially when you're starting a new business. So. Yay, you're driving to the bar point. <laughs> but also, do you remember Do you remember any particular instances where having someone to lean on really saved your bacon? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think that's pretty much weekly. Uh, <laughs> right? You're like, every day when I wake up, yes. <laughs> no, not, uh, okay, not that often, but definitely whenever I've had... Um, Perhaps something I, I need to navigate uh, with a client. Sometimes it's just as simple as asking him for templates to utilize, which he's generously given me. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it's, hey, the, the client is coming to me with this. I'm not sure how to uh, navigate it. What's your, your uh, thoughts? As well as to, you know, sometimes you run into some sticky situations and you wouldn't, uh, I think as an entrepreneur, if you ever have a day where you don't uh, have a sticky situation on some level, you're not putting in enough effort. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. You know, from that perspective, when you first started your business, so let's let's think about the first year or so, mm -hmm. what what worked for you and what didn't? If you were if you were sort of talking to somebody who was about to start their own business, pretty much fresh out of college, um, mm -hmm. what worked and what didn't for you? What worked and what didn't for me? I think, and this will sound counterintuitive to the idea of starting your own business, but part of what worked for me was to um, have side jobs so that I took the stress and pressure off of having to get a ton of clients right away. Yeah. So I was able to build and learn. 
What also worked for me was offering my services for free to a couple of people. Obviously, if you've been working for um, a company, an agency for a few years, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to do that. But if you're still new and learning, it doesn't hurt to have a couple of smaller clients that you can work with and who understand very much that you're learning as much as they are to be able to put it together and mm -hmm. uh, to learn with. But be careful, be very careful with who you choose. Mm -hmm. And while I say that I, I offered my services for free and I still do occasionally, just a pro bono, uh, if it's, for instance, a, a nonprofit or, an, or a charity that's really, really important, um, such as I did with the We Are Our Orlando. One thing that I definitely did learn is to make sure to charge everyone because I hate to say it, but unfortunately, there are a lot of people, if you tell them that you are doing PR for free for them, will not respect you. Mm -hmm. So even if you're just charging them a dollar, twenty dollars, any you know something like that, um, unless it's a barter situation, try to do so. So can I, you tell can you tell us um, when you would work pro bono versus when you would apply this rule of charge everyone? At this point, I really don't work pro bono unless it's a uh, a huge cause. For instance, we are Orlando, where everyone donated our services. Everyone donated product. There was nothing where anyone charged anything. Mm -hmm. um, so for that, one client that I do pro bono work for because of the, the history of it as well as because I really believe in it is Black and Missing But Not Forgotten, which is a Baton Rouge-based nonprofit. And um, it's founded by a single mom who has built up a Facebook group of 140,000, I think. It might be more at this point of fans and followers who actually view, share, and like stories about missing black and uh, adults and children, and it actually has an effect. So for me, I have no problem offering pro bono services um, to that because I think that it has a real-world effect, and I think that um, she is such an amazing woman Mm -hmm. that I'm happy to support when I can. And for all our listeners out there, as always, uh, when we post Dara's episode to the blog and then to iTunes, uh, we will be posting links to all of these charitable endeavors that she's mentioning. So if you are interested in learning more or getting involved, you'll be able to find that online at rowancoaching.com forward slash R-A-R. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, Lydia, on to you. What questions do you have for our fantastic guest today? So this question is a little bit related to the last one, but we want to know, Dara, why do you think it's important that young people right out of college or really any, you know, people of any age, why is it important that people know that they can break this rule if they want to? Lydia, that's an absolutely fantastic question. And I think one Why, thank you. <laughs> I think it's important that people know that they, especially young people just out of college, know that they can break this rule because there is so much pressure on uh, young students to very much follow the workforce escalator plan for their career. And while I think that there are a lot of organizations that definitely benefit from that and, and need those bright young minds, there are also a lot of people who would be beneficial in an entrepreneurial uh, setting. 
I mean, for instance, look at look at Facebook. If Mark Zuckerberg hadn't dropped out of college and decided to start Facebook, we wouldn't be sitting here talking. And uh, there are so many other organizations that started because some young teen or college student, or even younger than that, let's be honest here, decided that they had an entrepreneurial dream and decided to uh, very much pursue that. I think it's very easy for people to curb their own expectations and ambitions, and I think in some ways it's easy for the world to, to be complicit in that. But we lose out on so much creativity, so many amazing ideas, and so much strength. People think that entrepreneurialism is so hard, and don't get me wrong, it absolutely is, but it's just as hard as working at a company. It's just as hard as working for a boss with a ton of colleagues. And the, the positive is at the end of the day, not only do you get to choose the path that you, um, that you want, but if you um, can really continue with it, you help other people choose their own paths or help them in their paths. And um, there's a possibility that you'll end up hiring other people and help people grow in their own way. And that's happened so many times where an entrepreneur has started a, a company, even very young, and, and now employs tons of people or provided the pathways for other people to find their own uh, entrepreneurial dream. This is so funny. You're answering the next question I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading my mind. I was gonna. I wanted to ask what what are the benefits you've experienced as a result of breaking this rule, right? But you, I mean, you just explained a few of them. Are there any others that you've, like, what's the value that you've gotten out of being your own CEO right off the bat? I have to say one of the benefits is uh, the pride I feel in having my own company. There's something about it being your own baby, and people, when people call and, and ask for Fascinate Media or refer to me, I know it's because of my work and because of because they're interested in my company and respect my company. That's something that I, I very much appreciated. I think another, another benefit of it is uh, the flexibility. And let me, let me add the pros and cons of the flexibility. The flexibility is that at 5 p.m. Uh, my day doesn't end. Uh, but the positive of that is at 5 p.m. my day doesn't end. So I'm still getting calls. I'm still getting emails at 10, 11 p.m., sometimes 3 a.m. Sometimes those are the most amazing phone calls or most amazing um, emails. And I appreciate that because I am now working with people at a high level who respect me and see my work and, and uh, want to work with me. I think one of, uh, one of the benefits also is that I can uh, charge my own rates and charge what I'm worth that I can work on projects that really excite me as opposed to being given XYZ project just because I showed up at the office that day. And allow me to say that I have so much respect for all the agencies out there. My hope, of course, is to build my own agency and have people um, want to work with me and be at the point in a couple of years where I'm hiring three to five people easily. So allow me in every way to support, respect, and appreciate those agencies that are already out there. For myself as an entrepreneur, I really enjoy being able to choose my own projects and being able to 
feel like I'm not boxed into anything. Amazing. What were what were some of the best advice that you got when you began this journey, Dara? I can tell you absolutely. One of the best advices I ever got from a uh, piece of advice I got from from my mentor Kevin actually. Um, early on, I had a client who um, decided to end the contract, and I was heartbroken and really took it personally, which I think some, is something women do a lot, um, as opposed to um, externalizing it. And one thing that my mentor told me is, at the end of the day, every client will fire you. Okay. It became, it toughened my skin up and allowed me to see that sometimes clients weren't the right fit. Sometimes I did everything I could, but they weren't going to be happy. And sometimes we did an amazing work together, and it just came to the end of things for whatever reason. It just really allowed me to toughen my skin up and move on and uh, not take it personally and to keep building. Awesome. Awesome. And and I'm so curious. Um, you keep talking about all these fabulous clients, and, of course, I don't want you to break any sort of confidentiality, but I'd love to hear about any of your... Uh, favorite projects or, or favorite moments in this uh, exciting life and career <laughs> that you've created for yourself? Okay, it's definitely not a breaking confidentiality because they are or have been on my website. Um, one of my clients right now is Francesca Ramsey, who is on The Nightly Show. And um, she's a correspondent for The Nightly Show as well as the host of MTV's Decoded. And an interesting tidbit about Francesca and uh, my story is that we actually met a few years ago when I was working for um, the, that agency uh, that I ended up uh, starting my own company afterwards. Then we separated for about six years and were brought together again by another client of mine, Benjamin O'Keefe, who was friends with Francesca. And we've worked together. She is very definitely uh, someone who is noted and known and I love that about her. She's so smart and so funny and just so respectful. I love that she's someone that, that the press already knows about, but I get to bring her new opportunities that she might not have gotten otherwise, even though the press already turns to her enough and, and shares some of her work. I get to take her to the next level. And that's something I very much enjoy is not only helping people um, get known, whether it's for themselves, for their project, for their, their company, for their um, product, whatever it is, or to uh, take someone on the, the path to the next step. In terms of a previous client that I had that I think is notable because of um, how extreme of, uh, of a rise I was able to give her was uh, Rain Dove. And when she and I started working together, she had about 19,000 followers on Instagram and had just had a BuzzFeed uh, article as well as hug post, but she still was relatively unknown. And uh, the first piece that I got her was People Magazine, and it was just on up from there. At the end of our working together, I was pitched by Time Out New York that had her on a cover article, Agence France Press, um, as well as a bunch of others. I was able to, in December of last year, get her on a... a get a story about her so viral that I, it was in uh, 13 top publications in one day and was viral for about a month, worldwide viral. So that was definitely a, a fun moment um, because I was literally fielding calls from the press every five minutes asking for interviews and, and stories. 
uh, I guess some of my, I've had some other amazing clients. An early one is I'm from Driftwood, and they were one of my very first clients. And I was able to pull in a then mostly unknown um, actress by the name of Laverne Cox, who, and this will probably never, ever happen again, hosted our uh, black community's party for free, um, as well as did an interview um, called I'm from uh, Mobile, Alabama. And one thing about I'm from Driftwood is that they are a storytelling site from LGBT people. So they're definitely one of my, uh, one of my first uh, clients. I've worked on a variety of huge and awesome projects as well as smaller projects. Currently I'm working on one that I unfortunately can't discuss. I'll find out about in a couple of, um, in a few days and this is going to involve a lot of celebrities. What else? I've worked on a, some really amazing, amazing projects and with some great clients. I was just going to say I'm, I'm hearing um you know, working with um, Francesca Ramsey, who is so amazing. I love Decoded. I always watch and share her videos. And uh, Laverne Cox is amazing. And I'm, I'm hearing you've worked for, um, you know, the Orlando cause. And it sounds like you're really at the forefront of a lot of um, socially progressive causes and and working with celebrities who are kind of in line with those values. Is that something that you consciously pursue and that you're able to do because you have your own business? You know, it's interesting that you, you ask that because, yes, I definitely do work with a lot of socially conscious celebrities and, and personalities. It wasn't, per se, a conscious thing, I'd say. It just sort of aligned with my, my friendships and my, my contacts, and that's where a lot of my referrals came from, and it was definitely a natural fit. And I definitely, I, I love it because it's an ability to share voices and, and get them out there and get them heard. And that's something that I'm very definitely passionate about. Awesome, awesome. Lydia, what do you want to know? I want to know how I can meet all your clients. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, I mean, we can arrange that. Um, it's just that as you were sharing about your clients, I'm like all three of those groups that you shared about, I, I have worked with, I'm from Drift, Driftwood before, I've photographed a lot of their events, um, I love Francesca Ramsey, obviously like Rain Dove is someone that I discovered a couple of years ago and was like, holy shit, this woman is incredible, so it's it's just amazing to, I think because as creative people and as people who, who really care about having, you know, voices that have been historically silenced, like having those be at the forefront of what we're all up to in the world, like that's something I'm very passionate about. It's just, it's fulfilling to hear that you're being successful at that. And um, I'm very proud of the work that you're doing, not only because, you know, you've created this this baby, like you said, for yourself out of out of, you know, your own creation, but also because you're using it to forward conversations that really make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, one of my other great. clients I'd love to bring up, um, okay. just because uh, I'm proud of him and I, I very much want people to know about him, is Benjamin O'Keefe. And you've probably seen his name on Facebook because his, co his content gets shared a lot. He is 22 years old, and speaking of someone who breaks the rules, he actually never went to college, yet he's a senior producer for uh, Move On, 
has hosted uh, his own web series, The O'Keefe Brief, and he is also a guest, uh, guest host for MTV. I'm just kind of blown away by him. And I know I mentioned mentors and Kevin, who is 20 years older. Uh, well, not 20 years older. He's been in the business for 20 years. He'd kill me if I had said that. But Ben is someone who is so much younger, and yet I turn to him for advice and support too. And that's something I wanted to add is that just because someone is younger doesn't mean that they don't have a lot to offer, a lot to share, and a lot to bring to the table. And I, I think that very much is about the rule of, you know, uh, breaking the rule of um, to the path to being a CEO. You know that uh, if you want it, you can you can make that happen no matter what. Awesome. That's that's a. I feel like that's a perfect conclusion to a really exciting episode. Um, <laughs> getting to hear about this journey that you've been on and and how it didn't look like um, any other journey that I've heard about in my own personal life, but you made it work for you, right? You decided what you wanted from life to, despite maybe what your parents advice was or the mm -hmm. advice you got from the people around you and you leaned on your mentors and you you leaned on your network and you have created something that's not just amazing but is also doing good in the world so thank you thank you <laughs> and thanks for coming on rules aren't real uh, such an inspiring example I think for all our listeners today would you say Lydia heck yeah <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. Absolutely. So, um, Dara, before we sign off, would you like to uh, let our listeners know where they can learn more about you and or ask to work with you and get involved in your services? Absolutely. Just so you know, I am looking for interns, so I would love that. My website is fascinatemedia.net. That's F-A-S-C-I-N-A-T-E, media.net. And you can find me on, um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Fascinate Media. And my email is dara at fascinatemedia.net. And please, reach out. I would definitely love to talk to people, hear from people, and, and answer any questions if I can. Awesome. Thank you so much. I've loved getting to hear more about what you're creating in the world and can't wait to hear what you're up to next. Thank you okay. so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.